0: Thanks for listening in to The Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message.
1: It's so so good to be here with you guys. I have a message I want to preach And I did not know that uh, your theme for this year was by faith. I had no clue. And so the message that God put on my heart, I was texting with Pastor Alex and he was like, dude, this is our theme for the year. But it's what I believe God is speaking to Calvary Church in this season. It's what I think that God wants to say to you. God's about to take you on a wild journey as a church. Some of you might be like, oh, we've been on wild journeys. I'm not ready for another one. God's about to take you on a wild journey as a church. And so I just wanna encourage you today in your faith today. Let's look at Romans 1.17. It says this, Romans 1 17 says, for, uh, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Say that with me, from faith to faith. One more time, from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith, from faith faith. Let me just pray a prayer with you this morning. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that you're going to speak to us today. You're going to challenge us today. You're going to to encourage us in our faith today. You're going to build us up in our faith today. We're going to leave this place with a greater measure of faith. God, we thank you for everything you're doing in this church. I thank you for the wild ride you're about to take everyone on in this church. And God, I thank you that you're going to speak to us today. In the name of Jesus, come on, everybody said, Amen. amen, amen, amen. Thank you, keyboard player. You're amazing. (laughs) You're a, <laughs> You guys have a great band. So good. You guys are amazing. Um, I, I love Miami so much. I love Miami so much. I, 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 heard, a, I heard a joke recently that um, uh-oh. <laughs> We're already in dangerous waters. Uh, I heard a joke that there was two guys fighting over whether Jesus was white or whether Jesus was black. Oh gosh. Or, <laughs> so they're arguing over whether Jesus is white or whether Jesus is black. And the two men die, but they go to heaven. And so when they get to heaven, they're like, finally, we're going to see which one of us is right. Is Jesus white or is Jesus black? And then Jesus comes out to greet them. And when he comes out, he says, Buenos dias. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like we're a little closer to heaven in Miami (laughs) than Richmond. Although, literally, this weekend it's felt like we were closer to hell in Miami. It is hot. It is hot. It was not this hot in Richmond. So, as I told you, I'm a pastor from Richmond, Virginia, and and, uh, we pastor an awesome church there. We, We love it there. We got some leaders here Blake and Allie who are with us who are leaders in the church. And uh, and so I'm a pastor, and I and I love to do that. But during COVID, God put something on my heart to do this other project as well. And I started working on a TV project. I used to be a creative director and did a lot of live experiences, but I started working on a TV show for kids to teach them about Jesus. And so this show is called the page finders. We've been working on it and it's called the page finders. And the idea of this show is that a group of kids are going out into the galaxy to find the lost pages of a sacred text that has the power to save the galaxy. And so they're out and they're exploring and they're finding these lost pages. Here's a little bit of concept art for you from the show. So um, this, this is pretty cool. We got a concept artist who was the guy who worked on a bunch of Netflix shows and, and all these different things. And so um, we have a director now who's working with us who was from uh, Pixar for 20 years. And he left Pixar, and he's now working as the director of our show, which is just so incredible. And so I went from just kind of having this idea of I'd like to make a show to teach kids about the Bible to now all of a sudden I've got a director from Pixar, I've got a storyboard artist from Netflix. I mean, it's like absolutely crazy. And so as we've been working on this project, I've learned a lot about storytelling and what makes a good story. What makes a powerful, life-changing story? And I want to kind of be a nerd for just a minute, okay, and tell you there's a formula for what makes a good story. Uh, this, the, this formula is called the hero's journey, the hero's Journey. I'm kind of going to show you a graph and I'll kind of talk you through the hero's journey. But what happens on the hero's journey is our character is going to begin every great story, over a thousand stories that they have analyzed. The, the, the hero always begins up at this place called the ordinary world. That's their day to day life. That's life as they know it. You know, in, in Lord of the Rings, that might be the Shire, right? The, the beautiful landscape, or wherever it is, that's the ordinary world. And very quickly, In the story, there's gonna be the second phase, which is the call to adventure. Every great story is gonna move from the ordinary world, and that's the known world, that's all the known space, to the call to adventure. Come on, how lame would a story be if it was just like the entire time it was just someone eating eggs at breakfast? (laughs) There's gotta be a call to adventure. You and I are not gonna stay in the movie theater for two hours and watch a movie if there's not adventure that we're gonna watch, right? They call to adventure, but then the next phase is the character always refuses the call. There's a moment where they say, I'm not ready. I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. And rather than stepping forward into what their call is, they end up stepping backwards and saying, no, I'm too comfortable. I like it here. This is where I wanna stay. The refusal of the call. But then along the way, they meet the next phase. This is called the mentor. And when they meet the mentor, this is someone who's been there, done that. They've gone on the adventure. They have the wisdom. They have the experience. They know how to encourage the, the, the character. No, you gotta keep going. They know how to push somebody forward from where they are into the next phase. They meet the mentor. And then we go into this dark part of the story where we step into a phase called crossing the threshold. And when we cross the threshold in a story, that's where we finally take the big, bold step to take the first step of adventure. So we go from kind of being scared of the adventure to meeting the mentor who encourages us to taking that bold step, stepping out in faith and going on the journey. Then as this goes on, we very quickly run into trials. And in those trials, we're gonna, we're gonna also meet who are the friends of my journey and who are the enemies of my journey? Come on, how many of you in your own life have experienced that as soon as you step out in faith, you very quickly realize who your friends are and who your enemies are, like, and you start to experience trials. And then we get to the bottom of this, we go through a, a phase called approach, we get to the bottom of this, and this is the supreme ordeal. This is the, this is the slay the dragon. This is the kill the monster. This is the fight the inner demons that you're fighting. This is the deal with the issues that need to be dealt with. This is the, you know, kill, kill the dragon, take the hill. This is the supreme ordeal. From the supreme ordeal, we start to move back up into the known world. And the next phase is called rewards. This is where you start to get the spoils of your victory. You slayed the dragon. Now you got to get the gold, right? And then from there, we move back up into the known world, the return back into the known world. And from there, we move into a phase called resor- uh, the resolution, which is the story starts to resolve. Now, on the resolution, we find that the character has changed. On this journey that they've been on, the character has changed. They started out one way, but now when they're coming back to their known world, the surroundings may be the same, but they are different. The surroundings may be the same, but they different are different. Now this formula was was discovered by a guy who analyzed over a thousand stories and he said every great hero's journey follows this formula. Now I can't help as a Christian but believe that we have not only great stories but we have a great storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. And that great storyteller's name is God. It's it's Jesus. I believe from scripture that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one who's writing your story and my story. He's the one who wants to send you on a hero's journey. He's the one who wants to see you move from faith to faith. He wants to see you grow. He wants to see you go on the adventure, slay the dragon, come back with the spoils, and come back a changed person He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now when I when I think about this I think who is the first guy to go through this and this is from Hebrews chapter 11 we see Abraham went through this. I know that Pastor Alex preached on this but I can't help but say it again. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place. I love this. Called to go out to a place. Uh, that he was to receive as an inheritance. I love that the father of our faith had an ordinary world, a normal life, but he was called by God into adventure. He didn't stay where he was, but he was called by God. He was called to go out, not into the known world, but into the unknown world. He wasn't called to just stay where he was and be comfortable. He was called to step out in faith and go to places that he had never seen before. So he's called to go out and, and, and to receive as an inheritance, this reward, this inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went and lived in the land of promise as in the foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same, uh, of the same promise. Now, here's what I love about this. Abraham does not go out without trials. He goes out with trials. Look at this next, look at this next part of this verse. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested. Abraham, what we see from this so far is that Abraham was called to go out, that Abraham, there was a reward that God wanted to give him, and that he was tested. This sounds to me a lot like the hero's journey that we just described. This sounds a lot to me like the great stories of old, of people who are called to leave their comfortable place and go to the unknown world. The, the unseen lands. And this is the father of our faith. If he was called to do it, how much more are we called to do it? If he was called out and we are his children, come on, you know the song, Father Abraham had many sons. There you go. And so were you. So let's all praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, right? Turn around, sit down. (laughs) Uh, We we are his children. We are offspring of him. And our father was called to go out. I believe that Calvary is called to go out. Go out from where you are, from the comfortable place, and step out into the unknown places. You're called to go on a hero's journey. Now, I want to encourage you with this verse from Ephesians 3.20. It says this for we are his creative work, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand so that we may do them. We are his creative work. I don't know about you, but a lot of times in my life, I don't feel, I feel like a piece of work, (laughs) but I don't feel like, you know, things are going well all the time. I, I remember in my life, kind of my hero's journey the last three years that God brought me on. I remember I was, in 2019, I was the creative pastor of our church and I was doing just all the creative stuff and all the creative elements and it was fun and we were having a great time and everything was awesome. We had a Christmas service with over 3000 people there and I was just like, man, this is amazing. And God spoke to me at that Christmas service. This is your last Christmas service as the creative director of this church. I was standing there just thinking, what in the world? I felt the call, the call to adventure. I'm about to shift you into what you're comfortable with, out of what you're comfortable with, into something uncomfortable. I felt that call to adventure. And immediately, I refused the call. I went, no, 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 no. I started making plans for the next year. We're gonna go bigger and better for Christmas. We're gonna go bigger and better for our services. I started planning all these things. I started doing all these things. I refused the call. And then in 2020, January 2020, just a few weeks later, I got a call from my parents. They said, Kyle, we're not doing well. They were the pastors of the church. They said, we're not doing well. We don't know if our marriage is gonna make it. We're resigning as pastors of the church. And we wanna know that if you would take the leadership of the church. I just went from, whoa, like, God's called me to step out. I'm feeling this call. Now I'm feeling the weight of, no, God's really calling. Like, he's really calling. And again, I pushed that away. I was like, oh, man, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. We had several meetings with our elders. Our elders were looking at who was gonna be the next pastor of the church, and they were trying to figure it all out. And I didn't know if I had the stuff to be the lead pastor of the church. I didn't know if I had what I needed to be the lead pastor. So I just kind of pushed it all away and just kind of pushed it all back. And then I met a mentor. His name was Alex Sagat. And in talking with Alex, Alex told me, oh dude, let me tell you my story. And as he was talking, I thought, I feel pretty good about my life. (laughs) He started telling me some of the challenges he had been through, he and Diana, and the stuff they walked through. And as I was hearing that, this mentor in my life was encouraging me to take the step of faith and to cross the threshold, to cross the threshold of what was known into this crazy unknown journey. And so Alex encouraged us and we're like, okay, if he did this, and it's so cool that you guys are starting this series next week because the verse that he encouraged me with is, man, if you can't run with men, how are you going to run with the horses? And I just thought, man, okay, God, you really are calling me. Sometimes you need to hear God's call in your heart and sometimes you need to hear it from a friend's mouth, you know? And he was like, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And so we stepped out in faith, we started leading church and immediately we went through trials. (laughs) As soon as we took the step of faith, Kyle and Kenzie are now the lead pastors of the church. People who were our friends five seconds ago are now telling lies about us, leaving the church, taking hundreds of people with them, you know, I'm going through my parents' divorce and stepping in as leading the church. And my friends, people who are friends of mine five seconds ago, are now angry and upset and bitter. And, you know, many of them were just frustrated at my parents and took it out on us. And so they, so they stepped out and so trials. So very quickly I learned, I'm going through trials. Who are the friends of my journey? Who are the enemies of my journey? And over the course of the next couple years, I would have to deal with many supreme ordeals, I would call them, where I had to really wrestle with becoming the person God has called me to be. I, started, I, developed a, I developed a panic disorder in the middle of all of that, just from everything that was going on. And I had to go to therapy, and I had to forgive people. I had to work through some things. I had to process through some things. But what did that do? It was growing in me, my faith in God. And it was growing in me my Christ-likeness to be more like Jesus. You see, I didn't have what it took to be the lead pastor of the church. The adventure and the journey gave me what I needed to become the lead pastor of the church. The day that I was announced as the lead pastor of the church, I was ill-equipped. I didn't have what I needed. But that is what the faith journey God wants to take you on is. God calls Abraham a father of many nations before he has one child. Yeah. Yeah. And God in your life is going to call you something. You are the lead pastor. You are that person. You are that business leader. You are. He's going to call you that long before you have the stuff to actually be it. Do you see? And it's when, it's when we begin to believe what God has said and take the first step and the second step and the third step and the fourth step that we start to learn that we are now walking by faith. We start to learn that, hey, I don't have what it takes to do all this, but I have the faith to take the next step. Hey, I don't have what it takes to do all this, but I have the faith to take the next step. Hey, I don't have what I need. And before long, you realize I am truly walking by faith. Very quickly over those years, as I dealt with those things, we started to come to a point where people were circling back around who had left and people who were angry or people, they were circling back around and they were going, Kyle, man, I just, you, like you and Kenzie are, we're just so thankful for what God's doing in the church and and what's happening in your life. And they started to, those rewards started to come of faithfulness where God was saying, hey, you've been faithful and now I'm going to bring some stuff back. I'm going I'm I'm to restore some stuff that was lost. In the middle of everything that was going on in our church, a church merged in with our church. They, uh, a, a pastor called me and said, hey, I had a dream that you offered me a desk. And I asked my wife what it meant, and she said, you're going to hire me to be a pastor at your church. <laughs> and I said, well, let's have some coffee. Let's go sit down and talk. And he had known me for many years, and uh, for, uh, for a long time, he had, he had known me and Kenzie had watched us grow up. And as I was stepping into uh, the pastoring, he was watching. And he came and he said, I really believe that we're supposed to merge our church in with your church. You're supposed to be the pastor and I'm supposed to support you. A 55-year-old man who had built a great church, a great family, and he said, I believe I'm supposed to come and I'm supposed to support you. They joined our church brought all their people over with them. They had a piece of property that was worth $360,000. They gave it to the church, and during COVID, that blew up to a million dollar piece of property. Just like, boom. All of the giving that had left our church because people were angry and mad and and grumpy, God gave right back in a piece of property. It's crazy. All of, the, all, of the, all of the worship team people who were mad and frustrated and left, this guy's family was full of worship leaders. The stage never missed a beat. We, you know, this person would leave, and then another person would come, and it was like God was holding us the whole way through. And you started to see the rewards. Those rewards don't come from us. They come from God. They come from God. You see, every step of your journey is designed for you to grow in faith or in Christ likeness. Every single step of your journey is designed by God for you to either grow in your faith or your Christ likeness. In fact, I, I want to show you when it comes to mentors, when it comes to finding mentors in your life. Look at these two verses, these two verses. Look at this first verse. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. When it comes to finding a mentor in your life, you know what they do? They give you a faith to imitate. That's what a mentor is. A mentor is someone who has the faith that you don't currently have and you can look to them and you can imitate their faith. Here's the second verse right here. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith. If you need a mentor, God will give you a mentor, but you better ask in faith because every step of your journey is designed to increase your faith or to increase your Christ-likeness. You're either gonna grow in faith or you're gonna grow in your Christ-likeness. When it comes to crossing the threshold, Hebrews 11 tells us that by faith, Abel offered. By faith, Noah built. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Sarah received. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessing. And by faith, Jacob blessed. By faith, Moses kept. By faith, Moses left. And by faith, the people crossed. Every single step is by faith. Every single step is by faith. When it comes to you crossing your threshold, that first step is going to be a step of faith. The mentor in your life is gonna be someone whose faith you can imitate. The step that you take is gonna be a step of faith. Man, I don't have what it takes to do this whole journey. I don't have what I need to go and but I'm gonna take the step of faith. When it comes to the trials of your life, here's what the Bible says about these trials. It says, my brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. The testing of your faith, every step of the journey. When God calls you, he's trying to increase your faith. When he gives you a mentor, he's trying to increase your faith. When you step out and take the first step, he's trying to increase your faith. When you, incur- when you encounter trials, he's trying to increase your faith. Amen. And we get to the supreme ordeal of your life. You will have a crisis. There is no way that you're gonna step out in faith and go on the journey God's called you to and not have a crisis. You will have a crisis. In fact, let me encourage you today that when the crisis comes, not if, when the crisis comes, do not turn back. You're you're already more than halfway through. Do not turn back. The crisis is not a point for you to say, maybe I don't have it. Maybe God wasn't faithful. Maybe this isn't what God has for me. When you experience the crisis, that is not a moment for you to turn back. That's the moment where Isaac needs to be put on the altar. That's the moment where where your, your... whatever it is in you that needs to die, the old version of you that needs to die, whatever it is, that thing needs to be placed on the altar. You can turn back and go back to who you used to be. But if you push through and you fight the crisis, you go through the crisis, man, you're gonna return back to your ordinary world, but you're gonna return back a changed person. I wanna encourage you today, you will have many trials, you will have a supreme ordeal, press, through it. Here's what the Bible says about this. It says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. And these two, once you walked, you used to walk not by faith, but you used to walk by these things. These are, this is how you used to walk. And these two, you once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander and the likes, right? We, there, there's gonna come a moment in your journey where you're gonna have to pull out the sword. You're gonna have to pull out the knife. You're gonna have to kill some things. Every step of your journey is either growing your, your faith in God or your Christ-likeness. And when you get through that, you're gonna get to the reward phase. Here's what the Bible says about rewards. In Hebrews, it says, now without faith, it's impossible to please him For the one who comes to God, who approaches God, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. You will encounter trials and ordeals, but you will also encounter great reward. If you'll be faithful, if you'll continue to press, if you'll continue to step out, if you'll continue to follow Jesus, you will encounter rewards. God is a rewarder. Some of us have a perspective of God that he's not a rewarder, that he's a punisher, that he's an angry God, that he's a mean God. But the Bible tells us that if we come to God, we actually have to believe that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. That's what he does. He rewards those who seek him. Every step of your journey is designed to increase your faith. I'm sharing this message with you today because I believe that Calvary is about to go on a faith journey. I believe so strongly that this ordinary world that you guys are currently living in, this current building, this current setup, this current, the people, the, the, the layout, all these different things is about to change. It's about to change. God's about to call you out of this comfortable place, although sometimes it feels uncomfortable because you can't find parking, can't find a seat. God's about to call you out of this comfortable place to a place that I will show you. And he's gonna ask you to take steps before you even know where you're going. And there's gonna be some of you who refuse the call. In fact, even your leaders are gonna go through a moment of, well, no, this is fine. Well, no, this is okay. Well, I think we can make this work. No, I think, and that's natural. It's part of the process. God's calling us and then we question the call. Is this what God's really doing? But there will come mentors. They already have come to Calvary, I believe. There will come mentors who will push you and say, no, it's time. It's time to step out. It's time to, it's time to take the next step for Calvary. It's time to, are you hearing me today? Amen. And when you do that, there's gonna come a moment where your church is gonna to have to cross the threshold and say, we're doing it. We're stepping out in faith. We're stepping out. And instantly, just to encourage you, instantly, as soon as you step out in faith, woohoo! God's doing it. Trials. Immediately. And people who love this church today are going to start talking bad about it tomorrow. And people who, uh, other, other churches in the city who, it's just going to happen. It's part of the process. It's okay. It's part of the process. You're leaving the known. You're going into the unknown. And as you go, Calvary is actually going to grow. Not just in numbers, but in character, in stature, in faith. In fact, you guys, you guys going on a journey of finding a new building, finding a new space, whatever that looks like, is actually not about just growing in numbers. It's about everyone here growing into the person that God's called you to be. And it's so easy when you're looking at a building or you're trying to, you, you, you think it's about the place. I don't think that, that God leading Abraham was just about the place. I believe it was about the journey to build Abraham into the man of faith he was called to be and to pass that lineage of faith from generation to generation to generation. Calvary is about to go on this faith journey and if you will go with the church, you will find that not only will the church change, not only will the church grow, but you personally will find yourself growing growing in your trust in God, growing in your generosity, growing in your faithfulness, growing in your Christ-likeness. If you'll step out in faith with Calvary, I believe that you are going to grow. This place is not gonna look the same. Okay, next time I see you guys, this place is not gonna look the same. This place is not gonna look the same. God is calling you. He's, 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 He's leading you. He's, he's pulling you into a new place. And, the, and it's not about the reward. It's not about the building. It's not about, it's actually not about that. Even though that's what you're pursuing, it's not about that. It's about the faith that God wants to build in this house. I love that. I love that every time that we need something from God. I have, I have my own thing with this show. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find funding for this show right now. And I, I, I was laughing with my dad the other day because I said, um, I know how this is gonna work. I'm gonna get just what I need in order to go one more month in the show. I'm not gonna get everything I need to make the entire show. I'm gonna get just what I need. Why? Because the whole journey for God, this is not just about me making a show. It's about him growing me as a person who trusts Jesus. I want you to grow into the person who trusts Jesus. At every step, in every moment, in every turn that you trust Jesus. I want Calvary to be the place. You already are a place of great faith, but man, your faith is gonna increase beyond measure. You're gonna trust God. You're gonna look like God. You're gonna act like God. You're gonna, this place is gonna grow in stature, in influence, in Christ likeness, in faith. Man, it's gonna be an awesome journey. Anyone who goes on this journey with, with Calvary, you're gonna find yourself getting to a new normal at some point, a new, a new settled thing, but every single one of you is gonna look different than the way you started. That's what God wants to do in this place. The righteous shall live by faith. Can I pray a prayer over you today? God, thank you so much for Calvary Church. God, I thank you that you are calling them into deeper waters. you're calling them into a different place. You're calling them into a deeper walk. you're calling them into uh, a you're calling them into an adventure. And God, this adventure is going to have challenges. It's going to have issues, it's going to have uh, ups and downs. God, the mentors from the last season might not be the mentors from this season. The voices that spoke into Calvary before might not be the voices that speak into Calvary today. The the voices that spoke into someone's life yesterday might not be the voices that speak in today. We need new mentors, because this is a new adventure. And so God, I pray that you would send Calvary the mentors they need, whose faith Calvary can imitate, whose faith Calvary can imitate. God, I pray you'd send them the mentors. God, I pray that as as they go through this journey, as they go through all this stuff, God, you would give them the faith to cross the threshold, to take the next step. I pray you'd give him faith to endure the trials. I pray you'd give him faith to take Isaac to the altar and lay him on the altar and say, God, we lay, I'm laying this down. This is not about me, this is about you. God, I pray that every step of the way that Calvary's faith would grow, that they would be built up, that they would be encouraged, God, that their faith would grow, that they would become strong in faith. And God, that before long they would find, man, we're not just walking by faith, we're running by faith. We're soaring by faith. We're living by faith. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen, amen. Thank you so much, Calvary. There you go.
0: Come on, church, why don't we stand up to our feet? Come on, we anybody thankful for that word from Pastor Kyle today? Hey, the righteous shall live by faith. And uh, before we leave, actually, I, I, I would like to take a moment. We do this in every service to give somebody an opportunity here to uh, respond in faith. Uh, if I can just ask everybody to close their eyes, bow their heads, this is really a moment of privacy and concentration. Maybe you're here today and you hear this message about walking, taking steps in faith, and living a life that God has uh, set out for you, but uh, maybe you're here and, and you can't say you, you, you have of faith or you 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 have faith in god you don't have a relationship with god so the idea of taking steps of faith sounds foreign to you um see god loves you sometimes maybe that first step of faith is just that is putting your faith in jesus and putting your trust in him see the bible tells us that god is holy and he's perfect and and he cannot be with sin sin is when we miss the mark is when we fall short of god's standard and his glory and every single one of us has sinned we all fall short so sin separates us from god there's nothing we can do to earn our way to him but that's why god had a plan in mind he sent jesus sent his only son to to live a perfect life to fulfill the standard that he knew that you nor i could ever fulfill on our own and Jesus lived that perfect life. He, he, did, he did everything he was supposed to. And the thing with sin is that the, the wages of sin, the, the cost of sin is death. So knowing that, Jesus gave himself up on a cross for you and for me. He was stabbed, he was spat on, he was humiliated, he was harassed, he was embarrassed, he was stripped naked, he, he, he was beaten to death. And, he, and the Bible tells us that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and that joy was that he had you and he had me in mind that all we need to do is simply respond in faith saying that we believe in our mouth i mean we believe in our heart and we declare with our mouth that he is lord and that he rose from the dead defeating what the bible calls the sting of death and that we would receive a free gift of salvation that doesn't come by anything other than grace through faith So if you're here today with eyes closed and and head still bowed and nobody really looking around, please just for a a moment of privacy and of concentration, if that's you and you wanna take that first step of faith and put your trust in Jesus, you wanna start a relationship with Him, you wanna start this journey of faith, on the count of three, what I'm gonna ask is that if you could put your hand up, I just wanna acknowledge you, you can put it right back down, I'm not gonna embarrass you or anything, I just wanna acknowledge who we're praying for. So if that's you here today and you wanna put your faith in Jesus, One, God loves you. Two, your life will never be the same again. Three, if that's you, you can put your hand up. You can put it right back down. God bless you. I see you, man. God bless you. God bless you. I see you in the back. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Oh, well, hey, look, if you, if you made that decision and you, uh, and, and you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you made that decision in your heart, or if you're watching online, um, I just want to tell you, God sees that decision and he knows your heart. But uh, what I want to do is I want to lead you in a prayer and it's not a prayer to a pastor, to a church, it's a prayer to God. And it, I just want to facilitate it for you. It's a simple repeat after me prayer. And because we're a family here at Calvary, we're all going to say it together. So repeat after me, Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. From today on, I'm saved, I'm healed, I'm forgiven, and I will follow you all the days of my life. Jesus, I love you and I thank you, and it's in Jesus' name, and Allah, Calvary Church said amen and amen. Come on church, can we put our hands together for everybody who made that decision here today. So happy for you, so proud of you, truly believe is the best decision you can ever make and if you raise your hand or, or if you made that decision in your heart, here's the thing, we have a free gift for you, thank you so much Haley, we want to hook you up with a free goodie bag like right outside, right outside of our of our lobby, you're going to see an amazing, an amazing group of people it's our Connect team, they're going to be waving these around, you're going to have a free Bible in here, a mug, a free coffee voucher from our Circle Cafe we just want to put this in your hands and just bless you, and congratulate you, pray for you, let You know that you have a community here that loves you and that wants to be a resource for you. So please do not leave here without this. But church, can we put our hands together one more time for everybody that made that decision? I'm so happy for you. And uh, again, I hope that message today isn't something that just goes in one ear and out the other. Let's live by faith. Let's grow in our Christ-likeness, and let's grow in our character and in our faith. But let's pray one last time, and we're going to worship here one more time, and then we'll have an amazing remainder of our Sunday. So Jesus, we love you. God, we thank you for your goodness and your grace once again, God. Father, we thank you that we have an opportunity to strengthen our faith. So Lord, we put our trust in you. We look to you, God, the author and the perfecter of our faith, Jesus. So Lord, keep us safe everywhere that we go. Be with us this week. Have your way in our lives. Lord, we love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen